Greetings from Covenant Community of LJ, Georgia. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to these messages God has provided to our fellowship from His Word. May He bless you richly as you seek Him. We'd like to invite you to be with us in person someday soon. And for information on that, visit us at covenantcommunitylj.com. And now, let's open up God's Word. I'd like you to, Ricky, if you all would just stand at the back there, I want you to hear what I've got to say at the beginning. After I finish this first part, uh, then we're going to be singing, and you're going to have an opportunity to respond. You may be here today, and you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. You're going to have an opportunity to do that. You're going to have an opportunity to make a decision. You may be say, well, I gave my life to Christ. I am a child of God, but I am away from Him. I want more. I need more. I'm seeking more. And I want to respond to Him today. I'm getting the cold. I'm going to uh, read you something that I got up this morning and I felt led to write this. And I thought, I really don't have time to write this, and I don't have time to change this if it's not the way I want it to be. But I wrote this this morning. I believe it is a different way of saying the truth to your heart and to my heart, and I believe God is going to speak to you today. So when you're, uh, if you'd like to go ahead and be seated. Uh, after you... Are you finished? Yeah, go ahead and do the offering. I, I just want you to stand at the back when you're finished uh, because otherwise you'll miss what I'm going to say. And then when we start singing again, then you can um, uh, go do the thing that you do. Um, well, they go in there and do the business-like thing that counted and put it in the, in the safe. But I want you to hear what I've got to say here at the beginning. So after I finish this, you're going to have an opportunity to respond. You may know that you are disconnected from God. You're not a child of God. You believe about God. You believe about Jesus, but you are not surrendered to Him. You haven't put your faith in Him. You don't have the Holy Spirit. And you need to give yourself to God. You can come stand here. And I want to pray with you. And I want to talk with you and get some information from you and meet with you some more this week. You may say, yes, I'm a Christian, but I'm not. God is speaking to my heart, and I want more. I want to be more. I want to walk more. You can come here, and I'll be in uh, prayer with you. So maybe, uh, Emma, Emma, can you hear me back there? Can you get me some uh, cards that people would be, there should be some three by five cards there and some pencils where they can fill the name in. I have them in the car, but I forgot to bring them in. Okay, so right now, before we start this, I'd like you just to bow your head where you are, and I'd like you to just listen uh, in your heart to God uh, and ask Him to speak to you about where you are with Him. You may be at a zero. You're far, far from God. You're doing your own thing, walking your own way, and you and God have no connection. You are a sinner. You're operating completely on your own, doing your own thing, and you just hope He won't get you. You may be way on down the trail with God. You may be at a seven or an eight, walking with God, and uh, God is speaking to you, and you are desiring. You know, if, you have, if you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit. But 
There have been many, many godly men and women through the centuries. There comes a time in their life where they have a holy discontentment and a desire for more, for more of the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it, it's not, we Americans like to get instant everything. We think you can just have an experience and that, you know, I got married. Okay, I'm having married. No, no, there's a process. There's a relationship to build. When you come into Christ, there's a relationship to build. And then there's a time when you move into a new walk with Him. Uh, a new release to Him. A new openness to Him. A, a brokenness. After He's broken you, you have a new surrender. Today, maybe that day for you. And I, I would like to pray with you. And to ask God to touch you in a special way. Uh, I, I have no virtue in and of myself. But as... Uh, one of the elders here, I had uh, a position in the family of God, and I would love to pray for you and ask, join with you in prayer and ask Jesus to do something special in your life. If you're a child of God, you'll be able to meet over here, and uh, we'll take that time to pray while the music is going. So just uh, briefly, ask God uh, if he has something he's saying to you, and are you willing to say yes? Okay, we're uh, in Joshua chapter 2. It's the story of Rahab. Rahab the the prostitute, Rahab the harlot, the Bible calls her in uh, Joshua 2, in Hebrews 11, and in James 2. Now you all, I want you to stay here and listen, Linda. I want you all to stay here and listen to this, please. And then you can go do that. Uh, thank you. All right. There was a shady lady a long time ago, lived in a big city called Jericho. She made her living day and night selling herself to men, and that's not right. She began to hear stories from various men, soldiers and travelers, again and again, about a people and a God. Could it be true? He set them free as slaves, like he promised to do, sent ten mighty plagues to Pharaoh, drove them out, lost his firstborn son when God's will he did flout. Pharaoh changed his mind, chased Israel through the sea, but got his whole army drowned. It's a fact of history. Now, this people called Israel were coming across the desert and stories and the stories they would tell of manna and water from a rock, not from a well. A fiery cloud guided them day and night, giving them warmth and protection, food at each daylight. A river from a rock that followed them, you know. Their leader, Moses, could speak and it would flow. These people had wandered their way to Canaan land, and now they were just across the Jordan. And we heard that they planned to conquer and destroy all who would not leave. Our king in Jericho did not believe. We were all wicked people, immoral and rough. And God had waited 400 years. Now he'd had enough. We were perverted and cruel and worshipped in evil ways. Did anything we wanted to. All of our days, we sacrificed our children in rituals, demonic and cruel, refused to do what was right, living like a fool. 
the spiritual darkness ruled over our land, and we grew worse and worse. So God had planned to wipe us out with our evil gods and to cleanse our land with his chastening rod. And as I heard these stories and knew what I deserved, I wished I could have such a God of light that I could serve. But no one would ever care about a woman like me. I was a throwaway. I could never be free. My, my life was sad, and I had really strayed. And now judgment was coming, and I was afraid. We were all going to die. We knew it was true. Israel had defeated mighty Og and Sihon and their nations too. Now across the Jordan, only six miles away, as soon as the flood subsided, they would head our way. Everyone I knew was determined to fight, but I wished that I had Israel's God, the one of light and might, a God who could work, whose laws were clean, not like our gods, evil, capricious, and mean. But what chance did I have? What could I do? Such a God would never have me. I was really blue. But little did I know, God heard my feeble cry, and he had a plan to save me. I didn't have to die. One evening, I heard a knocking at my door. I saw two men standing, and I knew what they were here for. I opened the door, and I let them in and got ready for business. Just another sin. But the way they talked and dressed, I suddenly knew. These were spies from Israel, and the stories were true. I begged them for mercy and said I would help any way I could, and if they would promise to spare me, and they said that they would. I hid them on my roof underneath my drying flats and told them how uh, scared we all were and gave them all the facts. Listen with all as they told me about Jehovah and all he had done to bring them over and his amazing plan to give them all this land, a long time promise to Abraham. We had all been so evil in such a variety of ways. God had given up on, changing, on us changing and it was judgment day. Would he show me mercy? Could I join with them? They told me of a loving God who would welcome me in. The king's soldiers came beating on my door, asking for the strangers to kill them, I'm sure. I told them a lie, like I always do. I made my living lying to men, telling them what they wanted me, what they want me to. I told the soldiers the men had left in the evening light probably gone through the gate and out into the night. The soldiers looked around and took off in a hurry, and I gave the spies a plan and told them not to worry. I had a window, and I let them down the wall on a big, long, red rope so they would not fall. Sent them off to the mountains and the caves to hide and told them to wait three days for the soldiers to arrive. Then swim across the river to Joshua with their tail that everyone in Jericho was afraid and turning pale. The spies promised me and anyone in my home that when God gave them the city, if we did not roam, leave my red rope hanging down from my window on the wall of the town, and I would be saved and all in my place. I was a traitor to my evil city, but that's not a disgrace. By faith, I was taking a new path in life. Later, I even became an Israelite prince's wife. Israel came, the walls of Jericho fell, except my portion, and I lived to tell. My mom and dad, brothers and sisters too, were all saved. And I promise, this is true. I was in the city of destruction, doomed with no hope, depressed and afraid. And I couldn't cope but cough, 
heard my heart's feeble cry and sent those men that I didn't have to die. I surrendered to God. My whole life changed. Everything about me was rearranged. Now I'm not part. Now I'm a part of God's family. I walk in His ways and have a new history. It's hard to believe God would have such a plan. But He loves people. And if they just understand and repent and by faith in Him believe, His eternal deliverance they can receive. Just cry out to Him. Be willing to surrender. You'll find Him strong and loving and oh so tender. He hates sin. No compromise of that, you can be sure. But if you will ask for forgiveness, He has a cure. I was Rahab, the harlot, a woman of ill fame. You would not even want to give your cat my name. But now, I'm forgiven, rescued, you know, part of God's people, and I have a God that I know, married to Prince Salmon, and has children that are fine. One of them is even a king in, in King David's family line. And later in history, you would not believe I'm a mother in Christ's line. What an honor to receive a heathen whore so far from God. But I heard about it and responded to his word. Did all that I could to respond to him and was welcome to the people of God. And he forgave my sins. Gave me a new path, walking in the light. Learned his will and word and did what was right. And if you will surrender, he'll welcome you too. No telling what his story will be with you. But look in Hebrews 11, God's Hall of Fame of people of faith. And you'll find my name, Rahab the Harlot saved by grace through faith in God and his family a place. If you will surrender God's promises true, we'll be together in eternity. God, me, and you. Isn't that a wonderful word? Isn't that a wonderful word? Where's your heart with God today? Are you a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ? You may know about God. You may know the facts. But have you ever surrendered to Him? Is He your Lord? Are you a Jesus follower? Rahab the heart. God puts her, calls her that in Hebrews and in James. You'd think that she'd say, you know, God, how about just Rahab? God says, no, Rahab the harlot. She didn't stay a harlot. She was a changed woman. She became part of the family of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Her life was changed. Your life can be changed. This is a moment of change for you. This is a moment of decision for you. Is he speaking to your heart? If Rahab had said, well, I think I'm going to wait a few weeks to see if I still feel this way. Where would she be? Dead as a doornail. And not part of this history, right? She'd be gone. But she said, oh, if I had a God like that, I'd give myself to him. She followed the light she had and she got all she needed to come into God's family. Pass me on, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on other people you're calling, please don't pass me by. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others you're calling, please don't pass me by. Father, I pray that you'll speak to any person here today who's heard your word in their heads 
You've been speaking to their heart. Today is the day of decision. Today, they need, like Rahab, to say, I'm done with the past life. I'm giving that up. I want to follow you, living God. I want to be your servant. I want to walk with you. I don't deserve anything, but I'll come to you and surrender. I'm going to ask you if that's in your heart today. The, the musicians are going to start singing here. And I'm going to ask you. Uh, Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me in this world, I'll be ashamed of you before my father. So I'm going to ask you. Now, to, to come down here. I'd love to pray with you and talk with you and get together with you some more this week to talk with you. And we've got men and women here who, who will pray with you, who would celebrate with you if you give your life to Christ. If you need to give your life to Christ today, if you've never done that, or you have, but you know that, or you're worried that you're not really connected, come down here. I'd love to pray with you. Uh, if you say, I'm a child of God, but I need to reconnect with God. I need uh, a filling of the Holy Spirit, a new walk with Him. That's what I want. Come here. Uh, you can kneel if you want to. You can sit there if you want to. Pray. And I would love to pray with you. And others will pray with you too. But I want to know your name. I want to have a card with your name and phone number where I can follow up with you this week. Our desire is to see people give their lives to Christ. Begin become part of the adventure of life in Christ and share together, part of the family of God. So, um, as uh, we have music now, uh, if it's in your heart, you're right up there, uh, eight, nine, ten with God, celebrate, praise God. You know, Rahab, when they started praising God, she was a happy camper. Thank you, God. Yes, I'm part of the family of God. I am a child of God. I am walking in His ways. She was happy to become a new person. And I am praying that that will be your experience today. They're going to sing, and i got another good word for you, and then uh, we'll go on. So do what God tells you. I hope that you have surrendered to Him. Remember, this, the devil has power. You know, 1 John 5 says, all those who have not surrendered to Christ are in the lap of the evil one. They're in the power of the evil one. Ephesians 2 says, the spirit which works in the sons of disobedience. Uh, you are not your own. It's not like it's God over here, the devil over here, and you can just be neutral. No, you're born with a sinful, independent, selfish, self-centered nature. Before you can talk, you're born when? I want what I want now. Hurry. Do it quick. And if you don't, I'll pick a fit. And sometimes I'll pretend I want something, even when I don't, because I found out that screaming at the top of my lungs works. And you're, you know, we, we grow up. God doesn't, I mean, the, the devil doesn't have to make us selfish. We are that way. Two things. One is people like to ask, what about the Eskimos way up there in Alaska who've never heard? What about them people in Siberia freezing to death? Never heard about Jesus. What's God going to do with them? Well, I say, what about Rahab the harlot sitting in Jericho in the middle of a whole huge kingdom, kingdom given over to evil, 400 years to repent. And they're there, and they hear about God, 
who did the ten plagues. They hear about God who made the way through the Red Sea. They hear about God with the clouds uh, during the day, the pillar of fire at night. They hear about the God who brings water from the rock. They hear about God over and over and over. They say, we're going to fight him. Is that the way you are? I'm going to fight him. It's not logical. You can't bring men down from heaven. It's not right. I don't believe water came from rock. I didn't see it. Well, then one and a half, two million people would have died of thirst. Because there wasn't any water way out there. Uh, well, I don't believe that stuff in the Bible. Oh, well, then you got your own problem. If this book's not true, who would want to do it? Eat, drink, and be married. Tomorrow you die. It's a miserable life. Uh, just had as much money as you can. Uh, but if this is true, and it is, it tells you where you came from, why you're here, and where you're headed. Every rule in this book that I have broken because I thought I was smarter, or I thought I could get by, or I thought I could just... No, 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 it always messes you up. You know, man, it says don't lie, don't lie. It'll hurt you. Anyway, what about them people who never heard? They have heard enough to turn to God. You've heard enough to turn to God. God has spoken to the Eskimos. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows its handiwork. Day after day at his feet, night after night shows knowledge. There is no speech, no language, where their voice is not heard. God speaks all through the world. And he says in Romans chapter 1, people are accountable. They don't follow the light they have, therefore they don't get more light. But if you follow the light you've got, you'll get more. Rahab said, oh, I wish I had a God like that. Is it an accident that the two spies ended up at her place? Is it an accident that her house didn't fall down when everything else did? This was a land given over to evil. The Ethiopian eunuch heard about God. He followed all the light he had. He drove all the way from Ethiopia to Jerusalem. And that was before he could catch a flight. He's in a chariot and horses. Long ride to worship the living God. And he's on his way home, and God tells Philip in Samaria, Hey, Philip, go out in the desert. Yes, sir. Leave the revival here? Yes. Leave all these people getting saved? Yes. yes. Walk out in the desert. So he's walking on, and he sees a cloud of dust coming down the road. And the Holy Spirit sits over there and talks to that guy. And the Ethiopian unit sitting up in his chair, says, He was led like the lambs of the slaughter. And Philip walks along and says, Man, you understand what you're reading? He says, No. Who's this guy talking about? Himself? Somebody else heard it. He said, I know. He said, well, get up in here and talk to me. And Philip got up in there. I was in a church in, in this county one time. They said, you don't need to be doing no teaching in the pulpit. You need to be doing preaching. You don't teach people to know Jesus. Well, I'll tell you what, the Ethiopian eunuch needed some teaching. And uh, Philip got up in there and taught him the word of God. And he said, well, uh, can I be saved? Yes. Can I be baptized? There's some water. Yes. Baptizes him. Comes up out of the water. Whew. Philip disappears, appears 30 miles away. He wasn't planning on that. But that's so that Ethiopian unit would know something special had happened. It wasn't just that he got talked into something. Rahab the heart, the Ethiopian unit. Cornelius was a man, a Roman centurion, following after all the light he had. And Peter was down in Joppa. And two men show up and say, hey, uh, we were told to come look for you, Simon Peter, and come up here to tell Cornelius uh, something that God wants you to tell him. Peter had already been showed, and I won't go into all that, uh, the, the dream. And he goes up, the vision, he goes up there, and he says, Cornelius, what do you want? He says, well, an angel appeared to me, told me you had to work for him. And Peter said, oh, let me tell you, I, I cannot believe. And he began, just began preaching, and the Holy Spirit fell to on those people. 
Listen, the Holy Spirit will come. He, God loves people. He's not out there saying, I need some borrowers for hell. I'm trying to say, no. He wants to save people. He's been reaching ever since Adam down for people. He loves people. But if you go to hell, you have to crawl over Jesus to go to hell. You have to crawl over the preacher to go to hell. Crawl over your mind of prayer to go to hell. You have to crawl over that. The hell is made for the devil and the angels. God loves people. And he sends the message everywhere that he can, in every way he can. And he's going to use you. He is using you to talk to people. And Cornelius, the Holy Spirit, fell. And oh, it was wonderful. He was says, whoa. Man, these nasty Gentiles and God is going to save them too. This is amazing. God is good. You know what God's plan was there in, in, in the promised land? The promised land stretches all the way from the river Euphrates down to the Mediterranean, down to the Nile River. That's the promised land. Big, big place. You remember Jesus one time, he got in the boat and says, let's go to the other side. So they go to the other side, and as they're getting out of the boat, here comes the crazy guy. Ah! They're running towards him. I mean, he is cut up all over. He catches himself with rock, and he comes towards Jesus. Uh, some people think that he was coming because he was going to get right. Some people think he was coming to attack Jesus. Well, I tell you, when you're full of demons, you don't love Jesus. You want to attack Jesus. But whatever, he came. They're like moths coming to the light. Sometime in this service, you may have somebody demon-possessed manifest and go banana. Don't get upset. Just start praying and saying, Lord Jesus, deliver him. Holy Spirit, come. May the blood of Jesus Christ be victory. We pray the blood of Jesus around this place. We pray for God's mighty angels to be working here. But where Jesus went, these demon-possessed people showed up, manifested, and then he drew the demons out. Jesus said, I came to destroy the works of the devil. Anyway, this dude comes running and screaming. And Jesus says, be quiet. And the demon says, just throw us out. Listen, listen to this. Listen. Don't make us leave this country. This is where we live. We like this place. We like harassing the people here. Don't make us leave this country. You know where that was? That is in the land of the Gadarene. That's just on the other side of Jordan. That's where Og and Sihon, the kings of the, the king of Bashan, were. Powerful kings, wicked kings, enemies of God kings. Fighting against the purposes of God, King. When did evil spirits come into this world? From the very beginning, when Satan got thrown out, they came down here, they are fallen angels roaming on this earth, longing to possess bodies, especially people if they can, and then they want to degrade you. They want to turn you into an animal. They want to tear you down in your thinking, your actions, and make you like an animal, because that's the way they can hurt God. They love to live as people. I've seen demon-possessed people, more demon-possessed people in Gilbert County than I saw in Africa. Of course, I've been here once. And that's not a joke. I'm serious. I mean, all kinds of evil spirits are demonizing, influencing in their thinking and action, or sometimes possessing, going into people, in their spirit, in their soul, in their mind, will, and emotions, in their bodies. Evil spirits are there. But the Spirit said to Jesus, don't make us leave this country. Guess what? Ephesians 6 says, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against principalities, high-level spirits, powers, lower-level spirits, the rulers of the darkness, darkness, the lack of light of this world. They bring darkness into people's hearts and lives. If you're not a child of God, you're walking in darkness. You don't know it, but you stumble. But the great light has come into this world, it says in Luke. 
Those who are sitting in darkness, depressed, and have seen a great light. And what's the name of that light? Jesus came into this world. And it, everybody before him could be saved through a relationship with God. Looking forward. And we look back to Jesus. I just want to remind you that the battle there where all the king of Bashan was, Sihon, the king of the Amorites was, there were evil spirits there. They were ruling in and through those people, and there was tremendous degradation. These were not nice little people, and mean little Israelites came over there to take their land. No, they had 400 years to repent. They were wicked, degraded, awful people. God gave up in the days of Noah. He gave Noah 120 years to preach to them. Repent, repent, repent. A flood's coming. This is the right flood. It's never rain. It's not going to rain. It doesn't rain. Do what is the earth? No, it did until then. God says, in the darkness of the world, there's coming a flood. Anybody who's not the ark will die. And everybody, men, women, children, they all die. The animals died. God spared Noah, found grace in the eye of the Lord, a man walking in righteousness before God. God says there's coming another great day. He won't destroy the world by a flood. He's destroying the world by fire. It says the heavens will catch fire and be rolled up like a scroll. And then you will make a new heaven and a new earth wherein just righteousness dwells. If you're in Jesus, you will be living in that new heaven and new earth. If you reject Jesus Christ, there is no other place. You're infected with the deadly deadliness of sin. You cannot be in heaven. You cannot be on earth. You will be sent to hell, created for the devil and his angels and to the lake of fire. And God is not about wanting people to go there. But that is the good news and that's the bad news. And we are sent out to tell people the bad news and then tell them the good news. They all you're so stupid. So, well, I don't think I am. I'm really happy stupid. Uh, so uh, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying life. God is helping me in my life. And my life has meaning. I know where I came from, why I'm here, and where I'm headed. You don't want to hear it? It's okay. I'm going to tell you again. I hope God will speak to your heart. Rahab, the heart of heard the word. She was in a city devoted to destruction, a city without hope, and God heard her cry. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. I know you wouldn't want a prostitute, you wouldn't want me. Nobody wants me. I'm trash, even my own family. But, but, but God, would you let me follow you? And she came, and her family came, her mother and her father and her brothers and sisters. She was separated from her people into the family of God, married Salmon, who was one of the princes there, and, and had children in the family uh, uh, of the Messiah himself. Isn't that wonderful? God has plans for your life that you can't even begin to comprehend here and there. I hope that you believe that. That's what this word talks about. Next week we're talking about Gilgal, the place uh, of consecration and decision. I hope that you'll read there in Joshua. Be reading through the book of Joshua. And uh, day by day, keep responding to God, saying, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey. And when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, yes Lord, yes. Try that now. My answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Now, God, I pray that you would go with each of us. Pray for the blessing of your Holy Spirit, the blessings of your word, the kindness of your Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts day by day. 
we humble ourselves before you and confess you are our God, the living God. Not a God, but you are God, the God of heaven and earth. We were created for your pleasure. We surrender ourselves to you. Thank you for the beautiful music today and all the people who have given their time and time to, to serve in leading us in music. Thank you for the people who set this place up. Thank you that we have peace. Thank you, Lord, we have protection. Thank you, Lord, we have freedom. Thank you, God, that you so love this world that you sent the Lord Jesus. And he died for us so that none of us would have to perish, but we could have everlasting life if we would just put our faith in him and obey him. Oh, Lord, we have people here that we love. We have people away from here that we love who are walking in rebellion and disobedience and hard-heartedness towards you. We ask that you would help them to be convicted of sin, convicted of righteousness, convicted of judgment, and to humble themselves and call on you, not to listen to the lies of the devil, but to say yes to you, Lord Jesus, and to experience your freedom and gladness and life, and to be people that are going out to love other people with your kind of a love instead of hurting people. We just thank you for this time today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Next Sunday night is our Christmas party. We will be doing the reindeer, hokey pokey, and some other very, very important things. Wednesday night we're doing Christmas cards. What? Sorry, Beth and I are having sign language. That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, Wednesday night we're doing Christmas cards for the nursing home, so come at 6 o'clock. We're going to have fun, hot chocolate, and cider, and we're going to make cards, and then the next week we will take them there and have a wonderful time. Charlene is headed to Atlanta tomorrow with a bunch of people going to Operation Christmas Child, but one of her drivers can't go. She needs a driver, and there's room for one other person. So, look up. We want to thank you one more time for taking the time to listen to these messages that God's provided our fellowship. We believe he's doing something special among us and would love for you to be a part of it. We hope that you'll take the time to come and visit us in person someday soon. And we invite you to visit our website, covenantcommunitylj.com. There you'll find information on how to contact us if you have a prayer request or if there's a specific way we can minister to you and your family. Until then, God bless you.